So if you've been watching my videos long enough, you know that I often invite you to listen to your heart and to follow your balls. And I'm not the first person to say that. You've probably heard people say that you should follow your heart or trust your gut instinct. When I say balls, it's very synonymous with the lower portion of your torso. Balls, gut, kind of go together. If you've been watching long enough, you also know that I use the metaphor that describes the three types of consciousness that is within the human being. And the metaphor that I use is the head, the heart, and the balls. But that could also be likened onto the id, ego, super ego, reverse order, or the neocortex, cortex, medulla, father, son, holy ghost. There's this triune dignity of man. We're, we're, we're united as three parts in our consciousness. Another way to say it is that we've got our rational thinking, calculating mind, we've got our passionate feeling mind, and then we've got our intuitive, instinctual mind. So you've, got, you've literally got three minds. An interesting thing that, I, that I've recognized, I grew up as a Catholic, so when we'd pray, we'd do this. We'd go, in the name of the Father, the Son, pointing to the heart, to the Holy Ghost. This movement represents our horizontal consciousness or animal consciousness or instinct. Animals, horizontal, you know, think horizontal. Horses, dogs, cats. They have an instinct that allows them to get through life successfully. And we also have this horizontal thinking. So when I say listen to your heart, trust your gut or trust your balls, it is literally the, the sun or the passion part of the human being and the instinctual part of the human being, as opposed to the rational part of the human being, our triune unity, our trinity, that would be a better way to say it. So we live in an environment and we live in a culture where there is all emphasis is put towards educating the head brain, the father, right? The neocortex, the rational brain. What happens when we go to school is they teach us how to shut down our body, i.e. sit, and they stimulate, they teach us to stimulate the workings of the rational mind. That's why school is a lot of memorizing. Do you understand the majority of what you're learning in school and what the world teaches us as value is memorization. And you gotta understand something about memorization. Memorization means that there is a fact or there's information that you have to regurgitate. Nothing wrong with memorizing or, or memory. In fact, it's the reason why human beings are the flowers of the earth. We have this capa capacity to remember in our conscious mind, not just physiologically, but also in our computer. We literally have like computers in that way. But all information is dead. All facts are dead. Not necessarily bad dead, as in, you know, they're, they're evil, but that they are based on past events. Creativity never comes out of the past in and of itself. True creativity is a union with the present. Past facts also help. That's why I often say that I remix ideas because they're past ideas. But I remix them into the moment. True creativity happens only in the moment. That's the beauty of poetry and art is that it's spontaneous. That's really the word that I'm looking for. Spontaneity. Creativity is spontaneity. Spontaneity only happens in, just think of it physiologically, in your heart and in your, your horizontal consciousness. So your heart beats spontaneously. You don't have to think about what your heart's going to do. Hey, can we talk in a moment? I'm, I'm real busy. I'm, 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 I'
Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, cool. This is my friend who hangs out here every once in a while. So, um, your heart beats spontaneously. You don't have to do the beating of your heart. In the same way that the instinct that you would follow or could potentially recognize, respect, and move through life with happens spontaneously. You don't, a dog doesn't have to be told how to bark. There's these things that happen spontaneously. So when I say listen to and follow your heart and your balls, it literally is, really, literally means get in touch with the spontaneity of your body. That's why I spend so much time talking about the physical health of the body in relation to navigating your life. See, we want to do everything up here. We want to fix our life from up here. Life happens spontaneously. Life doesn't happen based on facts and information. Those are just tools that we use to, they're like icing on the cake for our ability to navigate life. But really, the power that resides in the human being is in his heart and in his Holy Ghost, in his instinct. So with that understanding, how do you do it, Elliot? What do you, what do you mean when you say, listen, how could I hear my heart and my balls? Well, what you might be expecting is voices, right? You think that you're going to hear voices like, you know, um, Abraham goes to the top of the mountain and God says, right? This is not necessarily the way it happens. Those are stories that help us understand that there is another intelligence, a more subtle intelligence that's guiding us. That intelligence, like I said, resides in your body, below your neck. If you stay in your head, you're going to be waiting for voices. And if you hear voices, then you might need to get your head checked. What you're looking for is the feeling, the spontaneous feelings in your body. Oftentimes, they come... The, oh, when they say that people make decisions, they say that they make decisions emotionally and then justify rationally. That's because your first instinct... You know, someone says, trust your first instinct, or the first word is the real one. If, some, if you're having a conversation with someone and they use the first, the first thing that comes out, is usually the one that's the, the most authentic. They're, it's the true one because you haven't had time to rationalize it. So one way is to get in touch with and trust your first instinct, right? If you're, whether, if you're deciding whether or not you should um, take a particular action with school or career or relationships, whatever the case may be, and you had a first instinct, you know, the first thing that came to you was, it's not right. But then, you know, mom and dad said and school said and the government believes and everybody else is doing. And then you, you, they, all that information, all that dead stuff gets into your head and then you start doing this, right? Now you're not listening to your heart, you're not listening to your balls. In fact, you're building a case against your heart and balls based on facts and information, which is dead, that other people have given you based on their experience. And most of their experiences aren't even their experiences because they're listening to what other people told them to do. So really, you're following a, a dead path. That first instinct should be one that you consider heavily. That's your, oftentimes your gut telling you what to do. That usually comes from your gut. That usually comes from your balls. You, you'll feel it very low in your body, if you're lucky. I've navigated my life and made the best choices in my life based on gut reactions. Some of the things that I've done to get to where I am look like shit on paper. Because on paper, you've got to calculate. On paper, it didn't look right for me to quit my job and start my business the way I did. To have four children and be in debt. All those things are like pretty stupid. You, if you listen to the world and you listen to your head and you put that on paper, it's like, boy, you're, you're going to be doomed. But it was my gut I followed. Easier said than done for some people because we've become so 
dead to the spontaneity in our body that we don't even get that first response. What we start doing, what a lot of people start doing, is they start looking around for what other people will tell them is the right thing to do. You have a decision to make, and instead of consulting their first response or consulting the Son and the Holy Ghost, right? They want to hear what other people have to say. Well, you know, I'm going to run it by this guy. Oh, I love this one. I'm going to run it by my wife, right? I'm going to run it by all, see what all these other people say, as opposed to following your own. The way you exercise your body in order to become sensitive to the language of it is to soften the muscular system and breathe deeply. You've got to stop for a moment, take a few deep breaths. Don't, you don't have to make decisions right away, but you've got to become familiar with the instant, spontaneous movement in your body, right? Be with it, be quiet. It's a very quiet, subtle fluctuation in the physiology. Take your time, be quiet, and consult with your body. Sun, Holy Ghost, right? Medulla and uh, cortex. It's your, it's your feeling mind and it's your instinctual mind. Remember, there's a unity of three. There's a, there's a triune going on. Triunity. I'm not saying don't listen to your head, but what I am inviting you to recognize is that there's, a, there's an imbalance in the way that we approach our lives where the head has taken dominance over the heart and the, and the gut. Come back into touch with your body. Come back into the intelligence of your heart and your balls. And then measure it equally against the information that's been given to you in your head. That's how you follow your body. That's how you trust your gut. And that's how you navigate life successfully. Done. So this video is a follow-up to the last one where I invited you to begin listening to, at least trusting and recognizing the voice of your body. In this video, I want to go a little bit deeper into actual techniques that are going to support you in hearing, trusting, and navigating your life through your body. So hopefully I already built a case around why this is so important. There are two things that need to happen simultaneously for, for the greatest effect. The very first thing is that we've got to end the, sh the chatter. We've got to close down the monkey brain. We've got to reduce the amount of activity going on in our heads. You know, so many of us can't even sleep at night because we're talking to ourselves. They're, they're just, there's way too much activity going on up here. And the imbalance is such that all the energy is drawn up into your head and your body has become dead. Right? That's why so many people get headaches and migraines and neck pain. I mean, there's way too much emphasis on the head brain. What we need to do is we've got to reduce the amount of energy fluctuating and, and circulating through this part of our body. Right? And bring it back down. Bring that energy back down into your heart and down into your balls. Where it can cultivate the intelligence of your body and give you a new perspective to approach your life. A more grounded perspective to approach your life. Okay? So, in my experience, if you use techniques, meditative techniques, to slow down 
the vibration of the head in conjunction with bioenergetic exercise techniques to build the energy in your body, you're going to get much faster and longer lasting results. And you'll be a bigger, badder boss in your life if you listen to my advice. Head meditation is simply sitting meditation because it doesn't require that the body do much of anything. In fact, the body should be as quiet as possible. So when you sit and you see these, you know, the yogis and like the meditators, they sit cross-legged and they've got their hands across their lap and then they got their eyes closed. What they're really doing is they're slowing down the thought processes of the mind by observing them and not attaching to them and keeping the body still because the body is how you respond to the thoughts in your head. So you begin to gain mastery over the conversations in your head through sitting meditation. Sitting meditation is probably the, well, I can't say this because we've got yoga, which is also a body meditation, and qigong, which are also body meditations, and they're thousands of years old. So in fact, I think our ancestors knew that they had to be, they had to work together. But sitting meditation is one that most people consider the, consider meditation. You know, they often see someone sitting down and they've got their eyes closed. But recognize too that it's 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 not just that. Even in uh, many Western traditions, you know, a lot of uh, Christians and Muslims, uh, you know, the Judeo-Christian, uh, the Abrahamic religions, there are chants. There's lots of chanting. The Muslims still move their body in prayer. Uh, the I used to go to uh, bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. I grew up in Long Island with a lot of Jewish kids, and we I go to temple every once in a while, and they would rock. They would, they would be saying their, their prayer or whatever, and, and there was a lot of this going on. Like, I can't even really do it, because it was like they, they'd come up on their toes and rock. If you're Jewish or you're Muslim, you know what I'm talking about. There's, the, there's movement associated with prayer. So it really isn't that new. But anyway, I digress. To come on back, the technique that I found that's most supportive to my ability to shut down the chatter in my mind using sitting meditation is with a technology called binaural beats. Binaural beats are sounds that go into your ears in certain, with certain frequencies that literally calm, it's like anesthesia for your brain, right? I've had to come to use this technology because I'm so neurotic that I can't just sit and meditate. And I'm sure a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, sit there and meditate. Sure. Sorry. So many interruptions today. Sure, yeah, I'm just going to sit there and meditate. Not going to happen. But a friend of mine introduced me to a product called Holosync, H-O-L-O-S-Y-N-C. I'm not an affiliate for them because their affiliate program sucks. Um, otherwise, I would be. But their technology, their product has changed my life, revolutionized my life. I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't discover Holosync Meditation. And it literally is just, it's their CDs. You order the CDs, I think you can get them digitally now. And you put it in, and they're like, there are levels of them. You start with the first level, obviously. And you just sit there and you listen. I, I, there's so many stories I could share with you, but you know, I want to keep these videos as succinct, succinct as possible with how my life has changed because of sitting meditation. But it is not the only piece of the pie. Because I've discovered that the body has to, has to be honored also. You can't do one without the other. And if you want to get a double impact, 
I'm gonna give you a really good metaphor in a moment for how this double impact works. You're going to have to include bioenergetic exercises in your in, in, in a part of your daily routine. And if you see me do these crazy videos, of course I'm, a, I'm eccentric and I don't mind being weird in front of you on the camera, but this is very serious stuff and I'm going to share with you just one exercise, an, an exercise progression that's going to support you in reducing the neurotic holding in your body that doesn't allow you to breathe deep so that you can't tap into the intelligence of your heart and your balls. I've made uh, very extensive videos on the technique I'm going to share with you right now. If you search my Strength Camp channel, you will see uh, videos on how to create a bioenergetic stool and, uh, and how to use bioenergetics. Also deep breathing, I've got videos about deep breathing where I'm using some techniques. I've got one called how to breathe into your balls like a boss. If I remember, I'll link some of these videos down below. They're, these are all on my other channel and I'm sure I've made more on this channel. But you know, I, I, want to, I share these ideas over and over again because they're that important. The bow is an exercise that puts a stretch on your respiratory muscles, the ones that become very tense due to stress. It puts a stress, a stretch on them, it stretches them, and when you stretch a muscle, you, te you, you open up the opportunity for it to relax, coupled with deep breathing. And this brings vibration back into your body. And that's exactly what you want. You want life, you want your, life, your body to become vibrant again. That's where that word vibrant comes from. Vibration. You want to bring vibration back into your body. So I'll demonstrate for you very shortly here. Watch those other videos. But this is the, the other end of this two-pronged approach to becoming the strongest version of yourself on the energetic level. Okay? Those of you who are new to my videos, when I use these terms like energetic level and so on and so forth, sign up for my newsletter. I give away a free book where I share the four layers of strength. I'm talking about the third of the four layers of strength and ultimately how by encompassing, living a life that encompasses the development of all four layers, you become what I call the strongest version of yourself. Back to our show. The bow looks like this. This is the way I would invite you to do it. There are three different positions that you can do it. The first is with your fists at your, the top of your hips here. You let you, your back this way. The other one is with your hands behind your head. And then finally, this one. Based on how tense you are and where most of the tension is in your body, you're going to want to use a combination of the three or focus on one more than the other. You tend to be very closed up in your shoulders and, and, and chest. This one and this one is going to mean a lot more. This one, especially if, you're, if you've got tight hips like I do, and you put your hands on your butt, this one really opens up the lower portion of your torso down where your instinct comes from, your balls. This is more heart, this is more balls. You're going to stand with your feet straight, pointing straight ahead, slightly bend your knees, choose a position where you want to put the stretch, then you're going to open your mouth as wide as you can. Also, open your eyes, keep your eyes open as wide as you can. It's going to feel awkward and it's supposed to feel awkward because it's putting stress on your mask. We wear masks. Our face is probably the most tense part of our entire body, but we don't recognize it because the way we approach the world is through the facade of our face. Fake smiles, that's one of the worst. People walk around with their fake smiles. Can't stand it. But that's all really, that's just nervous tension in the fucking face. 
So when we stretch the face with the wide mouth and eyes, we, we begin to lessen the neurotic hold on those muscles, coupled with the deep breathing, and then you start to, that anxiety that you feel, or that awkward, awkwardness you feel, is really energy rising in your body. And it's okay, and you wanna go with it. And as that vibration and awkwardness happens, yield into it, allow the vibration to happen. I'll demonstrate briefly. I don't know if you notice, but I'm, breathing, I'm vibrating a lot. You might also, as you feel the energy rise in your body, if you were in an environment that it's conducive to, as your energy starts to rise and you come up out of it, allow the energy to continue to, sh you, you go with the vibration. And different sounds. Sounds are vibration also. Sounds create vibration in your physiology, in your organs in your inner tube. That was a pretty cool bike. There's a scooter shop over here. These guys, like, they rode right by on these the weirdest little scooters, but that was like a bike with a motor on it. Sounds, deep sounds, um, chanting. It vibrates your inner tube. You, you literally have an inner tube, you know, from your mouth down to your asshole. There's an inner tube, and there is tension in our inner tube also. It vibrates all of that. I mean, I do that, and I feel it right down into my perineum, right down into my pelvic floor. And different sounds give you a different massage in different portions of your inner tube. Make those sounds and vibrate. The vibration reduces the tension in your outer muscular system or your outer tube. And sounds release tension in your inner tube. Hope you follow me. So, the combination of mind or sitting meditation to reduce the energy in your head and the bioenergetic exercises that I teach you. These are very simple bioenergetic exercises that I'm teaching you. Because there are some really there, there are some that are far more advanced that I only do with people when I'm coaching them. Most of my personal coaching has, has basically become bioenergetic coaching. But these are ones that you can use for experiment and for maintenance. And it's gonna keep you're gonna feel better instantly by using these exercises and and getting over the dissonance, the cognitive dissonance that, does, that doesn't allow you to do the weird shit that you see me doing. You, you just gotta like be fucking weird. So the analogy that I use, because people often ask me like, Elliot, how quickly am I going to yield results? How quickly am I gonna get results by using these techniques that you teach us? Let me get back in the camera so I can talk. How quickly am I gonna see results? This is the way I've described it. Imagine if our neurosis, and we're all neurotic, we're all fucked up in some particular way, we're all, we've all got unique types of fucked upness, but we're all fucked up, is a block of ice that you're frozen in, 
your body is frozen in this block of ice from your head down you could just imagine you're like in a cartoon like you know when they, they fall into the water and they pop up in a block of ice you're in a frozen block of ice bioenergetic exercises work to free you from that block of ice that petrification of your body almost like someone came with a sledgehammer and started breaking apart all that ice that's around you that's a very quick you're gonna get instant results I already feel different from doing a little bit of the vibration right here for you you're gonna get instant results but just as quickly as the results come from the bioenergetic exercise it's instant and if you do it every day it compounds you just get better and better you feel better and better It's as quickly as it goes away this has just been my experience. I haven't done research on this, but I'm, all I can really do is offer you my experiences in these videos. And, and I invite you to try them out so that you can have your own experiences and say, yes, Elliot, that makes sense. No, that didn't work for me, Elliot. As quickly as you get the results from the bioenergetic exercises, as quickly as they go away. So if you do it for a week straight and then you don't do it for a week, you'll start feeling not so good again. You need to do it. It's like a drug. You got to continue to use it to keep that high. So you become dependent on it. And by the way, you'll be dependent on all this stuff forever if you're on a journey of becoming the strongest version of yourself. You'll always be doing some form of body and mind meditation. But if you couple the bioenergetic exercises with the holosync or any type of sitting brain quieting meditation, imagine now that that block of ice that you're in, you set it out in the sun and the warm sun is melting the ice off of your body. Now it's going to take a hell of a lot longer. You know, the, the, the sledgehammer broke up the ice within minutes. The melting of the sun might take days, right? It might take several, several hours for that melting to happen. But the effect is that much long lasting. So if it took you three weeks, which is usually what it takes, in my experience again, to really get the benefit of sitting meditation, after three weeks you start feeling like, hey, you know, I feel pretty damn good. I'm making good decisions. I feel grounded. And you stop, it'll take about three weeks for the results to go away. So the longer you've done it, the longer it lasts. I often make the mistake, you'd think I would know better and I've been doing this for like 10 years, but I often make the mistake of doing sitting meditation for uh, you know two, three months and then feeling so good that I don't do it anymore. <laughs> then I get neurotic and then I get back to it. So like I said before, if you're on this journey to becoming a stronger version of yourself, it does not stop. And body meditation and, and mind meditation, the shit that I'm teaching you right now, will always be a part of the journey. I'm pretty sure I'll be 90 years old doing qigong or yoga or some form of mind-body integrative meditation. I've given you a segmented means by which you close down the activity of the mind because it becomes an enemy to the body and how to bring life back into your body. I hope this helps.